to the Thrive Podcast. I'm Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll share all we've learned about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. I'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Peoples! New podcast episode, how exciting, and I want to jump right into today's topic because this question of how many stems and how big do you make a bridal bouquet, I think is one of my favorite questions that I've received in the last little while. And I think part of the reason I love it so much is because it's a question I think every single one of us asks ourselves, but people are afraid to ask. People assume that there is a right way to make a bridal bouquet. And you might learn in flower school or at a workshop that you go to that one of your teachers or your instructors does it a certain way and you think that you might need to follow that exact formula. But the reason that I love this question is because it came from one of the girls that I work with and I was with her last week and I said, if you could ask anything, what would it be? And she says, well, I don't want to sound dumb, (laughs) but how many stems do you put in a bridal bouquet? And I just went, that's such a good question. That is such a good question because I know so many people are thinking it, but everybody is afraid to ask it. So the first thing I will say is whenever I say to you guys, you ladies, you peoples, ask me anything, I literally mean ask me anything because somebody else out there is thinking exactly the same thing. And so today, I wanted to talk you through a few things that come to mind when I'm asked the question, how many stems do I put in a bridal bouquet? And I will, at the beginning, nip it in the bud and tell you that there is no right answer, but I also know that's incredibly unhelpful. (laughs) So I will say to you, if somebody asked me to make an all-rose wedding bouquet for a bride, I would say I need 35 roses-ish, right? It might end up being 34, it might end up being 38 to get the shape and the silhouette that I'm after, but just to be totally helpful and practical and getting you an answer, 35. If we were using our standard, not necessarily premium priced, like a Vandella import rose that comes in a bundle of 25, right? So my answer to you would be if somebody came to me and said, Kathleen, can you make me a bridal bouquet that's all roses and just use this product, which happens to be fairly standard, long stem import bundle roses, not in a fancy color. I would say to you, I need 35 roses. Now, I want to talk you through a few questions, things, a specific exercise that you can do to help you answer the question for you. Because one of my single biggest aha moments has happened in the last, I would say, 12 months. And now I want to spend more time talking to my online students about this whole idea of being in charge of the product that you offer. Now, if you were not a florist, 
And let's say you worked in a restaurant. Let's say you worked in my favorite local Thai restaurant. Now, they have a menu, they have a lunch menu, and then they have a dinner menu, and that dinner menu goes on for like 20 pages, which is fine. Or you might work at the local pizza shop. And they have a menu, right? You walk into the restaurant, they have a menu, you sit down for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, you look at the menu and you decide what you're going to eat. Your business can be set up in exactly the same way. You don't walk in to the local Thai restaurant, sit down and say, can you make me a Greek salad? You don't walk in to Lululemon and say, hey, can you handcraft custom make me a pair of flared yoga pants? You also do not walk into the Apple store and say, hey, can you make me a phone that weighs four grams, has a 27-inch screen, and 800 billion megabytes of memory? Those are not options, right? That is not the way that that business is set up to run. However, for some reason, it seems to be the standard in the industry of floristry that we allow our clients to dictate to us what product needs to be made. And I challenge you to sit down and pause and reflect for even just half of a second, possibly a minute, possibly five minutes, to realize it does not need to be that way. One of my favorite learnings from Nicole at the Flat Little Flower School in Brooklyn is your client's ignorance is your business's greatest opportunity, right? So your clients are going to come to you and say, hey, I really like this photo. Here's the PowerPoint presentation I've put together or the Excel spreadsheet list of things that I have put together for you to make for me. Please tell me how much it's going to cost. When in actual fact, the opportunity is that you can go back to said potential client and explain to them in the nicest, most helpful and supportive way, hey lady, that's not how this operates. So one of the first steps that you need to take in setting this new approach is actually going about and defining your business's product list. If you think of your business like that pizza place, like that Thai restaurant, what products do you sell? And this is something that will probably take you a little while to wrap your head around because it is the epitome of my favorite saying of your business, your rules, right? Your business, your rules, your product. You get to decide what it is that you sell. Now, I can guarantee you I'm going to talk way more about this subject in the coming weeks and months and possibly years because I'm finding it is one of the fundamental, fundamental pillars that I talk to my online students about and that we need to shift our mindset on drastically. And don't get me wrong, for the first few years of this business, I literally reacted 
to every inquiry that we got and then sat down and created a custom proposal for every client and inquiry that we received. And only in the past year or so have I really embraced this idea of the fact, oh no, like you can send me your reference photos, but I'm also going to put that through the little bird bloom flower filter. And then I'm going to tell you that our bridal bouquets are $320. So you can send me a picture of something that you really like, and I am going to come back to you with, that's going to cost you $320, and here is a better reflection of what it's going to look like on the day. And the way that I got to that $320 is through intentional practice. So how exactly do you as the CEO of your business, go about setting your product list. And what I want to talk you through today is a very specific exercise that I want you to do now and continue to do possibly once every three months, maybe the beginning of a wedding season, the end of a wedding season, and in actual fact, You can do the journaling part of this exercise after every wedding that you complete because that is exactly how we got to understanding what the size and shape and construction of our bridal bouquets is. Sitting down after every wedding and saying, if I could do it all over again, what would I change? So you can set out and you can set intentional practice for a Tuesday afternoon, or you can say, I am going to commit to myself that after this weekend's wedding, I am going to reflect upon what I made. And next time I do this, I want to change A, B, or C. So I'm going to talk you through this exercise as if you have the opportunity to just do this for yourself. You don't have to worry about a client. You don't have to worry about meeting a specific brief. And the entire point of this exercise is to figure out for yourself a stem count for the size and shape of bouquet that you would like to be making. Now, I want to embrace I want you to embrace the idea that even through this intentional practice and this exercise, you are not going to get it 100% right. We are shooting for 80%. 80% through this exercise. And what I want you to do is give yourself a budget. I would say if you are lucky enough to be able to make a quick trip to a flower market, if you have a local grower near you, and or if you have a green grocer that only marks its product up about 50%, I want you to set yourself a budget of somewhere in the neighborhood of like $150, $200 for this exercise right? This is not something that's just going to come to you by sitting at your computer. It's not going to come to you by me telling you an answer. Even though I'm going to tell you, if somebody asks me to make a rose bouquet, I'm going to include around 35 stems. But if somebody asked you to make a rose bouquet, what do you want the response to be? And don't be afraid to start with 35, right? If you want to start in a place of familiarity, of concrete information, start with 35. But I also want to give you permission to say you don't even need to start with just roses. If you know that your style is a mix of loose foliage, textures, 
dried things, wildflowers, traditional country garden, English garden flowers. All of that you can take into account. You do not need to be the maker of a all rose bouquet, but I will also tell you, you are allowed to be the maker of an all rose bouquet. So go to the market with your money and buy yourself your ingredients. You are absolutely allowed to buy the crappy flowers that are on sale and you're absolutely allowed to buy the premium flowers that you've always wanted to buy. You're also allowed to buy things you're not quite sure you want to use, but you still have the budget available. All of it is up for grabs, right? You are simply out there trying to buy ingredients that you are drawn to. If you're the type of person that likes planning, spend a little bit of time on Instagram, spend a little bit of time on Pinterest and make yourself what you think might be a recipe. In the very least, make yourself a list of ingredients. Spend your whole budget, right? This is very intentional. This is very intentional practice. Go to the market, come back home with your flowers, process your flowers, set yourself a date for this exercise. And what you're going to do, you need to focus as much on the size and the shape of the bouquet that you want to make. I can guarantee you, and I will wager you $1 million that I don't have, <laughs> but I will still wager you $1 million Monopoly money dollars that you are not going to absolutely love what you make, and that is okay, because that is not necessarily the point. Floral design is incredibly intricate, and it's incredibly complicated, and that is why it is so much fun. But the intention behind this exercise is to specifically look at the size and the shape of a bouquet that you are making. It is very possible that you bought ingredients that you do not love, and that is fine. You are going to work with them anyway. And you're going to look for making a bouquet in a size that you like and a shape that you like. And then you're going to get to a point where you're going to tell yourself, okay, I think I'm done. I think I like this size and I think I like the general silhouette that this bouquet is making. It is totally 100% okay for you to say, I do not love this color combination. I do not love these textures. I wish I had this. I wish I had that. That is absolutely fine. The whole point of this exercise is for you to sit down and figure out the shape the silhouette, and the size of the bouquet that you want to be making. Now, you've made your bouquet. Grab your journal and let's get reflecting. Look at the bouquet that you made and write out exactly how many stems of each kind of ingredient, of each kind of flower, of each kind of foliage that you made. What flowers and foliage combination did you use in this particular exercise? how many stems of each of those flowers did you use? Obviously, that note-taking is very straightforward if you've chosen to simply try the exercise of just making an all-rose bouquet. 
And if you've incorporated dried ingredients, things from the garden, things that are leftovers from a wedding that you did, from an event that you did, from a baby shower that you had, perfect. But make a list of the ingredients that you used and count up the number of stems of each of those ingredients. Now, if you could visit the market again and had an unlimited budget, what would you ideally swap out? What other flowers would you have purchased? You may have decided to very intentionally forego buying that Phalaenopsis orchid because you want to save your money and experiment with other ingredients. But if you know that you want to be the type of designer that includes Phalaenopsis orchids in their bouquets, what would that recipe look like if you put that Phalaenopsis orchid in? Have you designed your bouquet in such a way that you simply slot your Phalaenopsis orchid in a specific place? Or if you were to stand in front of your mirror and look at your bouquet, would you take anything out so that you could put that Phalaenopsis orchid in a specific place? Now, it's totally okay because you might be doing a part of that in your imagination to not be 100% clear on the answer. But part of this exercise is you're going to then price your bouquet, possibly with a Phalaenopsis orchid, maybe without a Phalaenopsis orchid, and then that is going to be the price that you offer your product at. So this step of the process is you're going to look at your bouquet, you're going to look at your recipe, and you're going to say, if I had an unlimited budget, what would I want to include in this? Phalaenopsis orchids, slipper orchids, butterfly ranunculus, halibores, peonies, cafe au lait dahlias, some variety of premium rose that's locally grown in your area, some variety of premium foliage that you wish you had bought at the market. All of those things are okay. You might decide that you wish you had another entire bunch of lysianthus. You might decide that you wish you had three king proteas, right? Allow your brain to just go on the journey of imagining what would this bouquet look like if you had bought other ingredients that you think are missing right now. So you have the bouquet that you've made in a shape and a style that you like. You have your recipe, you have your list of ingredients that you've used in that specific bouquet, and now you're going to let your imagination possibly add, replace, supplement that. So then you're going to have a list of the specific flowers you want in that bouquet, the number of stems of each of those ingredients. The way my brain operates is that next to each of those ingredients, I will have written the wholesale price so that I will have gotten to an entire wholesale budget, right? So our pricing is based off partly the wholesale budget that we have, right? We landed on $320 because I want our bridal bouquets to be of a certain size and have a certain silhouette to them. All of that was learned through this exercise. So what you're getting to is your ideal bouquet recipe. The flowers that you had on hand to make the bouquet that you made. Stem count for each of those ingredients. What you would swap, what you would add, what you 
possibly wish you had bought at the market. That's going to be your recipe. Then you take your recipe with your wholesale pricing and with however you manage your pricing model, that is how you get to understanding what your retail price is for your clients. So the whole premise is that it's driven by the size and the shape of bouquet that you want to use, that you want to create. You may have gone out all and bought all of your ideal ingredients, right? So the whole exercise in terms of imagining whether it's with a Phalaenopsis orchid, without a Phalaenopsis orchid, with peonies, without peonies, with Cathayodalias, without Cathayodalias. You may have a bouquet that is in your hand that you absolutely love the size and the shape of. And I know it's going to be hard to try and ignore the specific combination of color palette and texture, but that isn't necessarily part of this exercise. Trust me when I tell you there is absolute value if you wanted to journal on your color palette and texture combination as a way to go deeper in this exercise, you're absolutely allowed to do that. But what I want you to focus on in this exercise is the shape, the size, and the silhouette of what you're creating. Because that is the basis of the product that you offer. Do your pricing off of the recipe that you have created and that is the price of your bridal bouquet. And I used to have a price list that had like 15 combination permutations of, we had two different sizes of bridal bouquets, different ribbon finishing, did it include premium flowers, did it not? Like talk about confusing. Now, we have one price for a bridal bouquet. And that bridal bouquet is of a fairly big size. It's finished with satin ribbon and it has silk ribbon trails on it because that is the product that Kathleen wants to be selling. So at this moment in time, as of July 2019, that is the product I am selling. I also know it is very possible, and again, one million Monopoly dollars on the line here. That price will change, the style will change, and the product that we sell in the future will evolve. So don't put all the pressure on yourself to think you have to have it all figured out right now. You don't. Because you are allowed to go to the market, spend your $150, $200 on product, decide on a shape and a silhouette of something that you like today. Give yourself permission to evolve and experiment and change your design style in the future. And your pricing and your product will evolve accordingly. The general principle that you need to adopt through this exercise is that you, as the owner of your business, are able to dictate the size and shape of your bouquets and your pricing needs to reflect that. A few things, a little added bonus for y'all today is to give you a few tips and tricks around the world of pricing. Remember that your pricing model needs to account for the fact that you cannot buy three carnations. The giant asterisk being, if you have access to, if a family member of yours grows flowers that you can buy by the stem, bonus. 
if you own a retail shop and you can sell the other seven stems of carnations. Bonus. If you grow your own flowers and you can pick three flowers. Bonus. But for many of us, that is not the case. We have to buy flowers in wholesale volumes, which means you have to buy 10 carnations. It means you have to buy 20 or 25 roses in a bundle. It means you need to buy seven stems of whatever it is, however these guys want to be bundling the stuff up. You cannot just buy one and you cannot just buy three. So your pricing model needs to account for the fact that you need to be buying in bulk. Right? That bulk might simply just be 10 stems. It doesn't need to be 100. But you are not able to go to the market and simply buy three carnations. Also remember that with your bouquets in particular, your stems need to be the best of the bunch. So that even if you are budgeting for an entire bundle of roses, so 25 stems, it's possible that you might actually need to budget for buying two bundles. Because if you decide, as the owner of your business, your business, your rules, that your bridal bouquets include 25 stems of roses, you may need to actually buy two bundles of roses because not all roses are created equal, because they don't come from a machine, and you want that bouquet to include the best 25, not just 25. So make sure that your pricing allows that flexibility. And yes, this practice of deciding the shape, the silhouette, and the size of your bouquet needs to be intentional because there absolutely is no right answer. And you, as the owner of your business, are allowed to create the designs in a way that inspires you and meets your client's needs. Remember, your business your rules. And if you want to learn more super handy tips and tricks like this, go way deep on these types of topics, learn real-world examples, and join a community of like-minded female florists from around the world, then sign up for the waitlist for the Four Florists Online community. If you sign up for that waitlist, you will then be the first to know when the doors open for the next season of registration. We go into all of these topics in so much detail, give you real examples, talk to each other about what's working and what's not, and support each other along this journey. You will get the best of me, and you can ask any and every question that's possibly on your mind. So visit floorflorist.com for more info and sign up for the waitlist, and I will be in touch with you shortly. And don't forget, if you got any questions, and I mean any questions, this was a good question. <laughs> How many stems are in a bridal bouquet? If you have any questions, DM me on the Instagrams or click on the link in the show notes that takes you to the Ask Anything page. And I hope you have a beautiful day. I hope this has been helpful and I shall talk to y'all soon. Sending you so much love and bye for now.